Hello and welcome to another one of our My Journey live streams. If you don't know me, I'm Colin McDonald. I've been in the games industry for about 30 years now, going back to Lemmings, Prince of Persia, Crackdown, Grand Theft Auto, and dozens of others that I'd rather not mention. Um, if you've not been involved in any of our events before, Games Jobs Live events are regional recruitment events for the games industry, where we get a bunch of, of studios local to each area to present themselves, tell everyone a little bit about who they're looking for, um, how they work, and then we normally have a Discord running alongside where everyone can chat to the companies and hopefully apply and get jobs. These live streams are a little bit different. Um, we don't have the, the Discord um, for chat running. Just put all your comments in the, the YouTube chat um, and any questions you've got for our guests, just put them in there and we'll try and pick up as many as we can. If you want to find out more about the events that we're running, you want to get over to www.gamesjobs.live and there you'll find details of the upcoming events we've got as well as now some regional pages with some information about each area, summaries of these My Journey live streams and an interactive jobs map where you can scroll around and see where all jobs are and all the different disciplines across the whole of the UK. Um, we also do game jams. We just finished a game jam. If you've missed that and want to catch up, um, have a look on the, the YouTube channel and you'll see playthroughs in the award ceremony um, and if you're interested in taking part in the, the next Game Jam, it's going to run over the summer. If you go to jam.gamesjobs.live, that'll take you straight to the itch page and you can find out all the, all the details there. We've also started publishing some monthly reports where we've collated all the details on all the jobs going in the UK at the moment um, and bundled that up as well as for the interactive map on the website into a, a report um, that will update month by month. So if you want to have a look at that, it's on um, our Discord, but you can also just download it direct from report.gamesjobs.live slash March. Um, if you do want to get on the Discord, it's discord.gamesjobs.live. All very straightforward. Um, if you like these videos, please do like and subscribe. Um, usual request. Um, the more people we can get knowing about these and following them, the, the more people we can attract. Speaking of that, um, we've got a few exciting guests lined up for future weeks. Next week, we're going to do this on a Thursday next week. We're going to move to Thursdays uh, as of next week. So next Thursday, we have narrative designer Graham Goring. So he's going to join us next Thursday the 25th of March at 4pm the same time so tune in to the YouTube channel then to, to catch Graham and find out his journey through the games industry but today I'm delighted to say that we are looking at QA today and we have a Mr Nick Barrett QA director who's been in QA um, for games for I think two decades. We'll get we'll get we'll get him to to verify that and and tell us his story. Starting at Electronic Arts and now running his own company, Proper QA. So let me just bring in Nick. Nick. Hey, hey, Colin. How you doing? I'm very good. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Oh, that's a pleasure. Thanks for the invite. No, not at all. And great, great to see you. You've done a better job than me. You've got the you've got the company T-shirt and the, the logo <laughs> behind you and everything. Very professional. <laughs> um, what we normally do with this that I think works quite well is sort of start at the the end and find out what what, what do you do at the moment. You're you're running proper QA. Mm. What what is that? What do you do? Um, but then what we'll do is we'll we'll jump back to the very start of your time in games, if you don't mind. But but let let's start with what what is proper QA and, and what you're doing at the moment. Sure. Um, well, proper QA is a uh, we're a service provider for, for the games industry. So we we our, our specialisation is is quality assurance. Um, so we are uh, as we would say the gatekeepers of quality. So we. Uh, uh, I mean, essentially, what we do day to day is, is uh, we we partner up and work with lots of um, publishers and, and independent developers. Um, they send us their games. We we test them. We check them for them. Um, make sure they're working the way they're supposed to be working. Um, verify everything's um, uh, uh, as designed, and then try and smash them to pieces, um, and and report back to the to the developers, um, and then they'll. You know they'll come back to us with a, with updated versions, uh, and it's a, a cyclical thing. Um, and the way the company works is 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 pretty much just that. We we uh, yeah we partner up with with lots of different dev houses and, and publishers, um, and work independently, um, uh, often alongside their own in-house QA, um, but as an independent uh, service provider. So you, I mean, you, you must get experience and, and and get to to work on a variety of different genres, platforms, business models. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, when it, I think, as you said in, in the intro, I've been uh, myself. I've been working for for over two decades, for over twenty years, um, doing this. And uh, you know, sometimes when you're when you're chatting with with other people in the games industry and who've been in it at a similar time. And uh, you know, are, are proud to have racked up perhaps ten titles that they've worked on, and uh, uh, you know, and you hear the, the 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 QA folks sort of snigger because um, I think you know I'm up to five hundred different titles now on 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 such a myriad of platforms and and, and genres and devices, and uh, and not just fully fledged games either, sort of bits of tech for games. You know, we'll we'll also you know, last week we were testing uh, just a. a a piece of tech that runs AI for for games for lots of different gaming platforms. Um, so it's a really broad, um, expansive uh, uh, profession to be in, um, and you're 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 always on your toes. You know, you, you, it's very very rare that you get bored. Um, uh, contrary to uh, uh, to the, I think sometimes there's a, sig a stigma attached with QA that you know you you, uh, and it can happen that um, you know you, you might uh, spend six months working on the same. Uh, title um, uh, doing relatively repetitive work sometimes, um, but uh, the reality is that that we 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 change and jump from one thing to another uh, a lot more frequently than than some other disciplines within the games industry, which which keeps it entertaining for us, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's obviously, I I, I believe there's other QA companies. You, I mean, you are you are you are the the. the the, the biggest and best, as far as I'm concerned, obviously. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah, of course, I believe in the interest of fairness. There's others. I mean, do, do the, the QA companies tend to specialise by genre, platform, anything like that? Um, 
Uh, no, I, I think the, the business model for, for, the, for, my, for my trade, for my business now as, as the service provider, um, uh, a lot of the, uh, our fellow QA providers, they, they try and be as broad as possible to just, you know, as a business model, to capture oh, as much I think as we've possible. Lost. Oh. You've, you've frozen, Colin. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry, I think there's, there's some glitches going on. Keep keep going. Oh. I think it's, I think it's recovering. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, the uh, I mean the model dictates. I think we are uh, we are a relatively uh, one of the smaller companies in 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 uh, headcount. Um, so we kind of are are by by our nature a little bit more specialist. Um, a lot of the uh, some of the bigger uh, QA providers will try and um, and cover sort of everything from. Uh, translation and localization and, and all of those other little specialities um, that are all kind of under the QA umbrella. Um, and we can do uh, uh, some of that, but, um, but some, some of those disciplines within the QA discipline are, are very specialist. Um, and it takes a, uh, you know, a, a unique trained uh, uh, QA engineer to, to do some of those. Um, so yeah, we uh, are, Ours is, I hate the word niche, but we're, um, you know, or boutique, I suppose <laughs> it's a better expression. Um, but we kind of try and stick to, to, uh, to what we've been doing for years and years and years for the last 10 years. Um, and we know we're good at without trying to, uh, you know, to, to expand beyond that. Um, yeah. No, fair enough. And, and I mean, how, I mean, this is maybe a length of string question, but how long are you? Can you be working on a game for? Well, yes. I mean, it depends on uh, depends on the title, um, depends on the platform, depends on um, how many countries it's going to be localized into, depends on the length of development. Um, but uh, you know, to give you an answer, I think the the longest title I worked on on one title exclusively was um, I think five years, um, and that was uh, uh, only unusual in. In the um, the business model was a very clever one and, and a very uh, it was right at the cutting edge and, and the company um, decided to get QA involved at a really early stage, um, but at an appropriate level. Um, so when when we started testing that title, this was this was for uh, for Real Time Worlds uh, the, uh, with with you at, at um, I've heard of that. <laughs> Yes, I thought, I thought we might have done. Um, but we, uh, the QA department started really, really early on, um, but were staffed appropriately. Um, there were only two or three of us in the beginning, and towards the end, when we when we had something that was closer to release, that was when the the main ramp up happened um, in the last sort of um, year to six months to a year of, of development. Um, but it it is possible to um, to get involved early, and and that is an appropriate thing to do. Um, and it's 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 the sort of thing that I that my job is to try and convince um, developers and, and production teams to to engage with QA as early as possible at an appropriate level. Um, uh, not always a, a winning battle, that, but uh, yeah, something we we try and do as much as possible. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, this is now quite a while ago now, but I mean, from memory, in terms of the size of team that we ended up with on APB, I mean, it, was it about eighty, a hundred people? Yeah, yeah, just, I, I just think, in QA. Yeah, just yeah. in QA, um, and uh, well, we I, we ended up with sort of uh, sort of two personalities within the QA team. There was, there was um, the black box test team, 
um, which is, you know, loads of bums on seats testing the game um, manually. Uh, and But we also had a, a sort of one level of specialization, which was the embedded uh, quality assurance team. Um, and I think we had about 15 uh, members of the, of the team on that branch of QA at, uh, at the time. And um, that's quite an exciting thing to get into if you're a, if you're a QA tester, um, because you're, you normally it, it um, involves a level of specialization. Um, so because you're, you, instead of sitting with the rest of the QA team, uh, you know, just geographically, physically, um, you'll be embedded within the development team um, in one discipline or another. So you might be assigned to the audio department or the art department or the design department, um, and you, you get to specialize and, and work a lot more closely. Although we work quite closely with the developers anyway, um, then you are, I mean, as, as, you know, as the description embedded. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it was about 15, 15 out of the, between 80 and 100 folks that we had in, in QA were spread out within the development team. Um, which is a really good avenue for, for career progression too, um, uh, because you, uh, the likelihood of, of you progressing into the development side of, of, of the biz, of the industry um, is heightened. Um, uh, if, you're, you know, if, if you're in QA, you, you have X amount of chance, but if you're in embedded QA, it's, it's X plus something, um, just because you have you know, more exposure, um, more, more face time with, uh, with devs. Um, uh, and it's good, it's excellent business practice too to, to have QA embedded within your development teams. Yeah, definitely, there's positives. Yeah, um, I, and we'll come back to this. I see there's been some questions already about you know, is, is QA a good way into the industry? And I think the, the short answer from both of us is probably going to be yes, but we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. come back, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back and, and, and drill into that a little bit more. Um, so before we get too bogged down in, in you know, sort of mid-career project, if we think of APV as that. Let, let's go back <laughs> to the very, very beginning. Uh, um, so the the first time, the first time it crossed your mind, you might end up working in games. When when was that? How did that come about? Um, yeah, it was a very unusual uh, scenario for for me. Um, I, uh, I mean, I I grew up. Um, adoring games and, and, and spending loads and loads of time playing games. Um, but I had, uh, at the time, I had very, very little understanding of, of, uh, of the games industry or how games were made, how they, how they were, you know, written. The first time, the first time I heard that expression, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I write games, I, I had to have that clarified what that actually meant. Um, it, was a, it was a bizarre notion. Um, and obviously, I was aware of, of, you know, these huge games companies. Um, but for me, uh, prior to prior to entering the games industry, I was working in uh, in, in restaurants and pubs as a as a cook, and um, you know very very far away from the games industry. Uh, but uh, a friend of mine uh, at the time, he was a little bit older than I was, uh, and he was he was running a, a catering company that went into to um, big businesses, huge uh, huge industries, and set up um, sort of in house. Uh, restaurants and catering operations, um, and uh, for for sort of banks and and all sorts of big um, industries. And uh, one day he he, uh, he called me and he said he'd he'd uh, landed a, a lead with a with a potential new client, and they were called um, Electronic Arts. And and had I heard of them? Um, and uh, yes, I said yes, I I I know who EA are. Um, and he said, okay, well 
while I'm I'm pitching to to run their their catering operation. They, they were building a, a huge new headquarters in uh, in Chertsey in Surrey, um, an incredible building. Um, same designer who built the Millennium Bridge, I think. Um, and uh, he told me all about it. It sounded it already sounded you know too good to be. It was you know fascinating and fantastical, and there was a an artificial lake and, and a dozen swans from the swan sanctuary and a you know it was just it sounded incredible and um he, he said oh will, will you come along uh, and help out while i do the pitch to the to the bosses of, of ea um and i i was a little bit confused i said well why on earth would you would you want me to come along and he said well i, I don't really know anything about games um and i sort of chuckled and, and said I, I don't think they care about your tetris high score I, I think they're more more interested, you know, whether you can produce 500 meals every morning and every afternoon for their for their staff. Anyway, he, he wasn't to be convinced. So um, so I went along, um, and, and that was a fascinating afternoon. Uh, I, I sat in this meeting utterly silent, didn't say one word, wasn't asked one question, um, but I did get to see their incredible building, um, and was instantly uh, drawn to it and, and envious of, of what was going on. And, and in the end, my, my pal uh, won the catering contract and, and then went in. This was just before they opened the building and transferred all their staff over from, from what used to be Bullfrog and, and the Guildford offices. Um, so, so I got to see that building just before it was sort of finished. And, 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 I, and he, he asked me to go and work for him um, in the kitchen there. Um, so so I, I did. And uh, within... <laughs> within I mean, it was incredible. The, the staff were amazing. They were a great company. To work. Although I wasn't working directly for EA, I was working for my pal's catering company. Who we were catering for them, um, and my role was uh, was something called a theatre chef, which is a sort of a bit like a cocktail barman, but um, on a little cooking station, sort of in a meeting room, cooking for sort of the, the brass and the, the, the higher ups and managers um, of all the various departments in, in EA. Um, so I got quite a lot of uh, FaceTime, you know, with with some of the, the higher ups, and I, I became sort of friends. It, it was very much a case of right place, right time, um, and I sort of became loose friends with with some of the some of the folks there. Um, David Garner being one of them. He was he was running EA Europe at the time, um, and. Uh, yeah, just overhearing the the conversations that that these folks were having during during these uh, business meetings, um, talking about projects and games, you know, and I'm I'm standing in the corner making omelets for them, <laughs> trying try to remain silent, pretending that I'm not listening. But the figures and the and the numbers that these folks were talking about were just fantastical to my ears. You know, the the numbers of concurrent users and revenue streams were like telephone numbers. Um, and uh, after six months. Um, I, I said to one of them, I said, Look, I'm, I think I'm on the wrong side of the fence. What, you know, what does it take to to do what you guys are, are doing? Because uh, we're doing what I was doing. There was a, there was a relatively low cap on uh, on uh, on salaries and wages, um, and uh, in the in the games industry, that there, there's no there isn't a ceiling. You know, you the, the higher up you go, the the you know the, the numbers you can just invent them yourself. Um, and uh, I thought it was a joke when, when the response to my query was, um, well, you, you can come and become a tester if you like, become do QA. And I, and I kind of laughed and said, look, look, what, testing, testing video games, that's, that's not a thing. And, and the response to that was, oh, yes, there is. We've got a, we've got a building around the corner with 100 folks in it that do just that all day, every day. So, um, 
yeah, it didn't take long for me to whip off my apron and go, I'm in. You know? <laughs> so, and uh, a week later, um, that was it. I, I, was, uh, I, was, I was kind of rushed through an, uh, an interview process. Um, and I think I, I was very, very fortunate to, to be in the position that I was in. Um, I, I don't think the, the exact same scenario would have happened nowadays. I would have needed more, more technical knowledge and, and a little bit more skill. Um, or a little bit more of specific skills that, that lend to becoming a, a successful uh, QA tester. Um, but I did have, at the time, some of the, the well, the, the work ethic and work drive and sort of problem solving, uh, you know, skills that, that, that get you the foot in the door if I didn't have the, um, the tech computer skills. Um, in fact, on, on my first morning, uh, an IT chap arrived and was setting up my, my workstation. And he said, okay, here's, here's a, here, I, I was issued a Game Boy, um, not a GBA or a, or a Game Boy Color, but um, an original Game Boy and a, and a big box of batteries. And uh, I was testing Formula One on the Game Boy back in 2000. Uh, and they said, you might want to sit near the window, otherwise you'll get eye strain within a few hours. <laughs> okay. Um, and then when they, they set me up with, a, with a, a utility machine with which to enter bugs, um, into a, into an online database, and they he presented me with an with an ergonomic keyboard that had a split in the middle of it, so that your your hands are like that. And I said, "What what's that?" He said, "Oh, it's one of these new ergonomic keyboards. We're giving them to all of the new hires." And I said, "Well, that's just going to take me longer to move this finger from from here over, over to there." And the guy just chuckled and said, "Oh, you QA boys have a, have a great sense of humour," and wandered off. Um, so I had to learn how to type quite quickly, um, <laughs> but. but yeah, I, I, and that, that was how I got into games. It was sort of uh, a mix of, uh, of luck and, and right place, right time, and having the, the correct, the, uh, sort of an appropriate mindset to, to, say, uh, to not be overwhelmed with it and say, okay, well, there's lots of other people doing this, perhaps I can too, um, and then getting on with it and, and doing it. Um, and uh, yeah, I found it, it, it was a fabulous, good, fun, engaging uh, role to be in. Um, and I ended up being uh, quite quite good at at, at a few aspects of it. Um, uh, the, the most important one, I suppose, was was uh, when we were doing collaborative tasks when we were testing. Um, I was quite good at getting the team to all to all kind of pull one in one way and, and collaborate well. Um, and and that was recognised. And and uh, I was sort of, but within six months or within a year, I think I was promoted to, to a senior tester. Um, and then, yes, and then the journey from the, from the, from there to here. So, what, so what's the difference between a, a, a regular tester, an entry level tester, and senior tester? What, what was the difference? It was uh, uh, it, quite a small difference um, because there are there are half a dozen um, levels of tester depending on the organisation that you're working for. Um, but a senior tester. Uh, uh, the main the main role of a of a tester well it, it, I, I split it into two it's uh, half of it is is um, finding bugs in in games and the other half is um, uh, is communicating those to the developer and it is a lot of people uh, presume um, uh, you know uh, uh, understandably so that our job is um, is is exclusively finding bugs but yeah it's uh, documenting them and, and uh, and communicating them to the to the to the to the development team is is at least fifty percent of it, and the senior tester's role 
uh, is perhaps just uh, slightly shoved more towards the, the communication, organization, and reporting side of it. Um, you still perhaps spend 80% of your time testing with, with the rest of the team, but perhaps 20% of your day might be, um, uh, might be spent um, collating reports and organizing, uh, organizing the team and, and distributing tasks and you know, organizing uh, how your day is going to go on, on any given day or, or task within, you know, within your normal workday testing again. Okay, so that's very conveniently answered Kieran's question there. Thank you very much for doing that without even being asked. Excellent. <laughs> and um, so then after that, because you, you were you were with EA for for a number of years overall, weren't you? Yeah, I think six uh, six or seven years. I think um, uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful company to work for. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. it. Was my you know my my first. Uh, 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 foray in, into into this industry and and tech as a whole, um, and I and I absolutely loved it. Um, we in QA, there. Uh, I mean, at the time, crunch was a was a big a, a big thing, a big byword. You know, everyone was talking about it. We still do, um, but we in QA because um, QA is a is a uh, can be described as an entry level. Um, uh, you know, avenue with it into the games industry, we were less exposed to that um, because we were we were nominal, almost always the QA testers are, are paid hourly. Um, we're, you know, we're not salaried. There's less of an expectation to do uh, unpaid overtime. Um, so, although the the levels of salary were were lower than some other disciplines within the games industry, we were I thought treated treated really really fairly, um, and. Yeah, I I, uh, I worked my way up through the various tiers of of, uh, of hierarchy within within the QA department in, in electronic arts. You know, there was a senior tester, um, lead tester, senior lead, um, uh, and then up to up to sort of team leads uh, where you're running. Um, at that level, um, you start to run. Uh, so a senior tester will be you know uh, organizing the, the daily tasks. The the lead above that might have three or four. Um, senior testers uh, reporting into them, and they're and they're then collating their information and, and passing that up. And then the the team lead, you might have two or three teams of ten or fifteen uh, numbers of, of testers, um, perhaps on different platforms. Um, so you you might be testing a franchise that's being released on on you know uh, Nintendo, um, um, Xbox, and PlayStation, and you'll have three separate teams. And as a, and as the team lead in in QA. Um, you'll be sort of looking after all all three, um, and it's it's you you spend a lot less time actually physically testing, um, and a, and a lot more time sort of just in the in the manage in the organisational um, aspect of it, um, and uh, yeah, I I sort of worked my way up to that level. Uh, unfortunately, the the only not not so much a negative, but just a, a quirk of of the way the department at, at Electronic Arts was structured at the time. And bearing in mind this is 15 years ago, so it may well have changed now. I know they, 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 you know, they're always updating to try and uh, do best practice. Um, but at the time, there, there wasn't an enormous avenue for for progression um, once you sort of got to to the level that I uh, I reached within the QA department. Um, so, uh, it, and I I think stagnated is is perhaps a bit of a strong expression, but but I I think I felt for the last couple of years that I was there that there was 
um, there was there was quite a, uh, a rapid o- over five years, if you can call that rapid, advancement to where I had got, and then the the uh, the prospects above that were were just more difficult to attain within within the company, um, mainly because the structure of QA uh, it is a is a triangular thing with with you know lots and lots of folks um, at the at the at the base of the triangle. Um, supporting everything and, and fewer people at the at the at the peak um, organizing things. So that's a, a normal natural thing, um, which, which led me to um, to eventually leave and, and seek other 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 opportunities. And how uh, I mean, of those people at the at the bottom of the triangle, if you if you like, I mean, obviously, as you say, there's not space for them all to progress. But equally, a, a lot of them maybe don't want to progress or, or don't have the, 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 the aptitude to, to, to progress. I mean, do you see a lot of turnover? Do people come into to the industry as a tester and do a period of months or years and then just move elsewhere? Do you see that quite a lot? Yes, we, we do. I, I think more so than, than in perhaps any other discipline within the industry. Um, and it's a, it's a double-edged sword. So, like, uh, sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating when well, as you say, some some people uh, it's by choice. You know, they'll they'll uh, pick up a, a a role because it's advertised and and they have the skill set to 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 be successful in it. But but it's perhaps not ultimately what they want to do. They might not want to get into the games industry at all. But they come and um, and they test games for six months or a year and then they leave, um, which is fine. It, it's uh, the only frustrating thing for. For someone in my position is, is when you see someone do that and you know that they have real real talent and you think oh i wish you had the the uh uh you know the drive to to stick with this industry um rather than go off and, and, and do uh, something in a different field um so there's that um but yes there there is some transient uh uh nature to it um uh also that there's there's a the project-based nature of the games industry now um, uh, means that there's there's quite a lot of involuntary turnover. You know, there's uh, there is attrition where where uh, staff are applying, get being hired, and then leaving from their own uh, own volition, own, own free will. Um, but also, uh, you might have a you know fifty or sixty testers on a project that that then finishes. And if, if the company isn't, doesn't have another project that's going into that high volume QA phase right at that moment, then there, there's no work for, for those folks. Um, and uh, I, I mean, my opinion is that, that that's uh, the way that the games industry as a whole uh, has been heading for some time. Oh, we've lost you, Nick, you're frozen. Oh, Let's see if you come back. Yeah, you're back. Oh, back. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I once heard a, an analogy from from Brian Ulrich, who was uh, the uh, development director at, at Real Time Worlds, um, and he said, "If you remember how the the movie industry was, um, uh, you know, fifty or sixty years ago, where there were a, a few, a handful of enormous studios who who owned owned the uh, the all the actors and and all the equipment, and and when an actor was uh, sort of you know, they were they belonged to 20th Century Fox or or whomever, um, and they would only make make movies for them. And now, of course, each time a new movie is made, the the um, uh, there's a team of, of directors and producers that are assembled. There's a load of acting staff and all of the, the other sundry staff beneath them assembled. And at the end, when it when it's a wrap, 
they all dissipate and go on to other projects under under different guises. Um, and I, I think the games industry might be moving towards that model, or, or at least has been. I mean, I, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's certainly it's certainly one of those where it, it's harder to see it from an engineering point of view, um, because you know companies are generally building up chunks of technology; they'll reuse mm -hmm. that between projects, and there's a lot of embedded knowledge. Um, but you you see it a lot in art as well, art design, um, that you know some some of these projects are massive, you know, hundreds of people. The companies can't justify keeping on everyone permanently, um, so there is a lot of contract positions as well to to scale up and down. Um, mm. I think I think for me the danger is is thinking that everyone is expendable. You know, I think, Truly. Uh, you, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to you've got to have experts that know know the company, know the project, um, and and can be um, can be consistent through throughout all of those. Um, I think I mean, I mean I see a comment in in QA uh, in uh, in the comments at the moment about QA being more expendable than than other disciplines, um, in a negative way, and I I, I think uh, unfortunately the, the nature of the work is 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 probably it is a more transient uh, role uh, you know at, at an entry level at a senior level. Um, That's so. Yeah. You, you know I, I mean I know. Uh, I could probably name half a dozen people who are literal millionaires out of QA games. They've, they've, they've set up QA companies. They've gone on to run companies like Sumo Digital, and they've made absolute millions. So it's I think it's it's not true to say there's not money in QA, mm -hmm. um, but I think as an entry level, it's it, it can be tough. Yeah, yeah, and the the, the career progression, um, I think I'd be I'd be inventing it if I were to try and put a, a percentage on on, for instance, all all of the QA testers that I've ever worked with, uh, what percentage of those are still in the games industry twenty years later? Um, but I but just to stick a, a you know a finger in the air, it's probably along the lines of ten or fifteen percent. Um, sorry, not in the games industry, but still in the QA discipline. Um, uh, a greater percentage have gone on uh, to other disciplines within the games industry, um, and and I think that's that's one of the the the, the beauties of, of QA um, because you can get into it. It can be used as a as a stepping stone. Um, it sometimes it's a little bit of a frustration when 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 folks have an idea that it's it's exclusively a stepping stone. It's it's just the way to get in and and not a. Uh, um, uh, you know, a, a career path in its own right. Um, yeah, but I would say that because it's, you know, it's my, it's my thing. Um, but also because that, that's, that's not true. You know, it, it, it's, there, are, there are lots of folks who have made a career out of it and it, and it is a fascinating thing in its own right. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's probably accurate to say uh, so it, of, of all the folks who have ever had a QA job for, for any length of time, if you added up that entire number, Perhaps there's, you know, 10% of them have gone on to, to continue working QA and, and another 10% have gone on to work in other disciplines. Um, but I think a lot of that's by choice. You know, if you, if you get in and, and hey, look, it's a fabulous way of, of figuring out uh, what you want to do in the games industry. Um, so, you know, I've had lots of conversations with people studying uh, various different games 
we've lost you again but i mean just to pick up on your your point nick while we're waiting for you to come back you know as, a, as an entry level i mean I, I i absolutely agree and and you know thinking back to real-time worlds i i was i was over the moon with the the the, the, the quality of the qa department we had because we were i mean most of the people were coming out with 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 degrees out of university we were on their their, their doorstep because a lot of them were coming through Abertay university in dundee so we had the most overqualified qa department going yeah. and um much as though you know it was it was a shame to see someone that had had spent four years doing a programming degree not be able to go straight into a programming job in actual fact it was their foot in the door and the the, the ones that were that were good they quickly found a way to you know, get to know the right people in the team. They were then in the door already when the position came up. So we had, you, you lost a lot of people through internal promotion quite quickly. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And that was, I, I remember someone saying to me, oh, it must be frustrating to, to and it, and normally it's you, you lose the, the cream of your of your team. You know, it's, it's normally your, your best, some of the, the most qualified, most engaging, um, you know, highly motivated folks. Um, those are the folks that are, that are being promoted. Um, but that's that's fabulous attrition. Never mind good attrition and bad attrition. That's excellent. Um, if for nothing else, you know, uh, uh, what a wonder, wonderful advert for for getting people to come and apply to to your games company rather than rather than somebody else's. You know, if if, if you can uh, publicise the fact that that you know over the last two years, ten percent of our QA team are now actively working in. Um, uh, you know, a, a spread across every discipline within the industry in our company. Um, you know, that's a wonderful, wonderful advert. Uh, but yes, um, I think you're right. The, the academia side of it um, will, uh, just by its nature, always be a little bit, because the, the cutting edge of, of technology advances so quickly, um, the, uh, the academic side of, um, of these folks going in and, and, and getting their degrees over, over, as you say, four years, um, and when they come out, they the, what 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 they're sold is is a get this degree and you'll be able to stroll in, uh, you know, to a, a programming job or a, or a design job or a you know production management job. Um, and often the that's not strictly the case, but the difference is very often made up by by a six months stint in QA. Um, get in, see see how the thing actually works in reality. Um, you know, live in, in, in a business sense, and they go, oh, all right, okay. Um, and then choose the discipline that you, that you want to go into. Um, for me, it was all, it was, um, it was always QA. It was, it was, I just uh, absolutely fell in love with, with what we were doing. Um, uh, problem solving and, and, and taking complex things and, and breaking them down into simple, simpler tests and then smashing them to pieces. And then, and then smiling and presenting our handiwork to people, saying, "Look, here's, the, here's this thing you made. We've 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 broken it in in novel, inventive ways." Um, that's never grown uh, tiring for me. I, that that's always been a a fun thing to do, a hobby. Yep, and, and I mean one one of the things I've you know, certainly I saw a real time world that actually the people that came up through QA, they ended up. You know, not not only were they some of your best testers that you lost, but when they got into the, the you know the discipline that they ultimately wanted to be in, they ended up being some of the best people there because yeah. QA background gave them a really good grounding and appreciation 
you know, yeah. the, a game a game is multiple disciplines coming together. And if you're if you're an artist that only cares about art and doesn't care about bugs and frame rate and level design, the game's not going to be very good. Whereas people that came up through QA knew that everything had to be good. So actually, it's really easy for people to be dismissive of other disciplines. But people from QA have a much better perspective on that. Yeah, I, I agree. And you, you see that in the, in the sort of friendly rivalry, the, the, the camaraderie between, between disciplines within, within a games company. Um, you know, the, the, the bickering between, between art and design and, and code and, and audio. And the, everyone has an elevated, or not elevated, but everyone has a, um, you know, a sense that, that the thing that they're working on is, is hyper important, um, which of course, you know, everything is, is very important and, and you want the people working in those disciplines to feel that way. Um, but when pitched against someone else, you, you often, as you described, they, they, you can have a little bit of a blinkered or, or a narrow uh, perspective of, of the game as a whole, whereas uh, a tester doesn't. They, they see the thing as a homogenous, um, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 a monolithic thing. Um, and then when you progress up into another discipline, you tend to take that with you. Um, and and you, some of those preconceptions or, or some of those learned ideas that you get if you, if you hadn't had that experience in QA, um, you might not ever experience. And I, I think it is a very positive thing, very much so. Yeah. Um, just jump out. There's, there's a question here from uh, Andrew, who I know. Well, um, just asking about, you know, the the... You know, we're we're talking about QA being a great entry level, regardless where you want to end up into the in the games industry. But what background do you need to get into QA in the first place? I mean, obviously, you didn't have any basically in no. terms of game, other than a passion, which is important. But I mean, these days, how how important is it that that someone has something that says qualification or experience in games on their on their CV? Yes, I mean it's. I think that the obvious thing is it, it's definitely an advantage. Absolutely, of course. Um, that's just logical. Um, however, um, it isn't essential. Um, it's not a necessity. Um, I mean, I've hired, I don't know, perhaps perhaps 500 testers over the last 20 years. And uh, I, 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 again, I'd be inventing it, uh, coming up with a percentage of, of those people who, who had zero background uh, in games. Um, but... Uh, you know, anecdotally, I mean, I, I hired a, a guy who was a tank commander in the Turkish military. Um, last week, I hired uh, a, a guy, uh, Tim, who's a, um, he, he works in stage animatronics. Um, so uh, as long as there is a crossover skill, um, uh, that's the important thing. Um, because uh, as I said earlier, you know, the, the two sort of basic basic disciplines at an entry level within QA are, are the finding bugs and reporting bugs. Um, so if you have an inquisitive mind that can, that you're good at problem solving, you, you know, I mean, you don't, a lot of people uh, uh, say to me when I first tell them what I do, they say, oh, you, you must be excellent at video games. And, you know, I, I laugh because I'm, I'm appalling um, at, at many, many genres of games. You know, I'm, I'm I can, there's a couple of games that I think I'm okay on until I go online and then, you know, <laughs> get very disappointed when I, when I get owned immediately. Um, but it's, it's not about being uh, 
uh, talented at playing games, uh, although obviously it, it would help. Um, it's the, the discipline of QA is, a, is about a problem-solving mindset um, and working collaboratively with others and, and being diligent and, and, and getting test coverage, as, as we call it, over the whole, the, the entirety of the part of the game that you've been assigned to test. Um, and, and because of that, a background in, uh, in a different field or, or indeed no background, in, indeed, you know, someone who's, who's come out of education and, and hasn't, uh, hasn't ever done any uh, work before, um, that's not a, a, a definitive uh, fixed barrier to, to entry. Um, it's uh, as long as you get a, uh, a hiring manager um, or an HR department that, that's willing to, to actually look at your, your application and see what you've written and, and see that you can, you've demonstrated that you have the sort of skills that, that, are, that would enable you to be successful in the role. Um, having a qualification is, is definitely not uh, a requirement. You know, it, it's, a, it's a benefit. And yes, the, you know, I, I'll admit it, that those people who do have qualifications and, and in, in, in my discipline, those are the CVs that I read first. You know, that's, that's just normal. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a full barrier to entry, uh, not, not in the slightest. So what, what else could people do? Someone that maybe doesn't have a qualification or, or does, but wants to, to, to help them stand out. I mean, can they, you, you know, for, for most disciplines, I usually recommend people getting involved in, in game jams. It's why we do them, because I think they're yeah. a great way of, you know, practice makes perfect. You get better at your, your trade um, and, you, and you've, got some, you've got something to put in front of companies. Are, are game jams worthwhile or is there anything I mean, else you're doing? Yes. For for game jams, uh, game jams specifically for for QA, um, I would as a hiring manager, I, I would view those as okay. That that person obviously has a, a a strong interest because they've they've done that, they've given up their time and they've gone and done that, and they've uh, you know hopefully got to the end and participated, and that's fantastic. Um, but for uh, if it was a, a choice between a, a candidate who'd done that and a, and a candidate who'd participated in, in a load of uh, open beta testing. Uh, uh, programs. Um, so there's lots and lots of those that you can you can get involved in. Um, and if I, I, suppose, I mean even with qualifications, but especially if if you haven't any direct qualifications that, that that would stand out on a CV that you're sending to a games company, get involved in a beta. Um, and uh, and I, I suppose the important thing is uh, the demonstrable. Uh, um, uh, fruit of your labor. So if you can get involved in a beta and you can you can help find a bug and and then if, if you can get through to interview phase or even in your application, mention that, you know, say oh, I, I participated in these beta tests um, and, and these were the things that I discovered. Uh, and, and that will stand out um, uh, often um, above uh, someone who perhaps hasn't done that, but but does have a qualification. Um, the, the practical application of your skill base is um, is is sort of is paramount. It's it's sometimes more important. Um, you know, I, I I once had a, a chap who who was studying uh, games art and design, I think, at, at Abate, but he he dropped out after two years um, because he wanted to get into the industry, which I I can sort of understand. Um, and we had another chap who who had done a, a four year degree. In, in Latin um, and 
I mean, I'm not sure what the career options are, are open to, a, to, to someone who's, um, you know, studied Latin for four years, probably Latin teacher and, and you know, or naming new flowers. Um, but the, the fact that that, that person had, had finished their degree of four years in a, in a subject that perhaps after 10 minutes of arriving at uni, they went, what have I done? You know, and they, and they stuck through it for four years. To me, that was the person that, that could, if you give them a boring QA task for a week, that person's going to stick with it and, and, and get through to the end. And, and to me, that was a better qualification than, than two years experience on a, on a course that they dropped out of. And I'm not, um, I'm not uh, you know, being negative on people who drop out of, for, for a myriad of reasons. But it was just to highlight the fact that um, the, the qualification itself isn't always the, the be all and end all of, of, of the, the way that you can enter the industry. Absolutely, and I mean, from where, I mean, one of one of the challenges of the games industry, almost almost in a in a in a flippant way, is coming up with game names. And quite often, we end up taking words, looking them up in Latin, and seeing if we can get right. inspiration. So that, <laughs> that fellow could have named countless countless names, <laughs> uh, yeah. games names. Cool. Um, one one question back at the start. Um, I've lost it. Just in terms of how how QA has changed over the the two decades you've been in it yeah um the the uh it's quite an expansive question because uh, qa itself the the way that we approach qa tasks hasn't really the like the the, the discipline in itself hasn't really changed although it it has modernized and evolved um the the things that we're looking at uh, the pieces of software, the games, they have they have changed um, so vastly from from twenty years ago, um, and that is what pushes us to have to um, uh, not so much innovate, but be more thorough, get involved earlier. Um, I think perhaps twenty years ago, QA was a thing that you that you did at the end of a project, um, just to check that everything was working perfectly because the software was a much simpler thing 20 years ago. I mean, it was still very, very complex. Now, the software is, is so complex and, and QA has just become, the nuts and bolts of, of doing the QA hasn't really changed. You know, I mean, I, I often make the, the comparison with, you know, if you wanted to test the software that ran, ran an ATM machine, which would be very boring to do, um, but the, the approach that you would have for that isn't really any different to, to testing a new piece of VR gaming. You know, the, 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 the focus and the test approach that you take are, are broadly similar. But of course, um, yeah, the, the, uh, it, it's, you just have to throw a, a lot more of it uh, at a project and at different stages and get in earlier. Um, but yeah, the... the um, the actual QA process, the nuts and bolts of, of turning up to work and sitting down and testing a thing hasn't really changed an awful lot over the last 20 years. I mean, that's a, that's a very high-level um, <laughs> synopsis, but it's, it's broadly true, I think. Okay. Um, we're running out of time that we've, we've got you left for, oh, well. unfortunately, but um, let's, let's see um, what other questions want to pick up on. Um, uh, the, 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 some someone asking about um, no industry experience um, 
should they volunteer to test for free? Um, I mean, as a as a as a technique to get yourself noticed, perhaps. But I would, I no, I don't think anyone should work for free. Um, uh, if there's a requirement for 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 using your talents, then then you should be rewarded for that. You should be paid for that. I, I know it's very tempting, especially if you're sitting there and you've and you've made some applications and you've, perhaps you've heard nothing back. Um, but I, no, I I'm very against people doing things for free. I, I mean, it, it's slightly different in a in a in an internship, perhaps. Um, where there's a reciprocal thing where you know you're, you're in in return you're being trained in a, in a discipline or something else. But I, yeah, it's a difficult one. That my heart would say uh, no. Um, but I suppose talking about the application process, um, uh, tailor your applications to to the company and and to the products that they're making. Um, and if if your if your application doesn't gain a response, um, apply again. Um, there's a there's a bunch of reasons why a hiring manager or an HR department might not respond immediately, um, positively or negatively, to an application, and uh, just keep pestering them. Um, uh, uh, you know, two or three applications to the same company not a not a bad thing. I mean, it, it it's just just keep on it, keep pestering them. Um, but yeah, I would I would I don't know, Colin. What do you think? Should, should you apply to? I, I'm, I'm kind of the same mindset that, you know, at the end of the day, if you're desperate to get in and willing to work for free, um, that might have its place. But generally speaking, I think as companies, we, we you know, we shouldn't be doing that. I, I, I think if people are working, they need to be paid. Um, I, I guess there's, there's, there's borderline cases where I, I've had people say, you know, we, they've applied and we said, no, sorry, we just don't have a vacancy. Um, and they said, well, but I just want the experience. I'll work for free. And you're saying, well, <laughs> we're not advertising the job. <laughs> we're not misleading yeah. anyone, but it still just feels inherently wrong. Um, yeah. So I, I would rather find a different way of working with that person. Um, but um, you, you, you have to figure out what, what what's, what's right for yourself. But generally speaking, I, I also think there's an angle where people people get valued more when they're being paid the truly you, you know i think if you offer a, a service for free it's just not valued as much as if someone's put their hand in their pocket for it and i think that goes for paying salaries as well so it's maybe a last resort but i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it yeah i i had one uh experience a few years ago where an applicant said um uh uh, their, their initial application had gone unanswered because they, they I mean, I looked at their CV and they weren't really, uh, we had much, much better applicants for that particular vacancy. And they, was, they after a week, they, they uh, uh, reapplied and said, um, I'll, I'll work for a, uh, for a week for free. If you think I'm any good, then pay me. If not, don't pay me. And that, I, I pondered that in the, in the pub that evening, thinking, wow, that's a, is that a moral conundrum, purely moral? Or, yep. you, I mean... I mean, in the end, I I, uh, I responded to that person and said, "Look, thank you very much for the application, but we, we've hired, and it's not, you know, it's no longer open." But that was a, a, a weird, unique uh, that had never happened before, and I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, it, it certainly got my attention, but yep. I'm, I'm not sure I'd recommend that to. 
No, no. And I, right. I, th I think I think most people, if they've got a passion for it, if, if they're persistent, your point earlier about multiple applications, mm. that's absolutely fine. I mean, not not every day or every week to the same company, right. but you know, I think if you're if you're passionate, persistent, show aptitude, you, you will get in the you will get in the industry. You might have to look at different routes than you were initially hoping for, but um, yeah. And it, I mean, when you speak to um, to, to HR folks, um, they will they will almost always say to you that the um, uh, the interview process itself, the hiring procedure, is purely objective. Um, you know, you find an applicant who who has the requisite skills, can do the job, and then irrespective of any other uh, influencing factors, you can hire them. Um, which, yes, legally and and from an HR perspective, that is sort of broadly uh, true, but but. Um, in the real world, when you're you're, you're applying to other human beings, um, it's there is some more subjectivity than that, um, and I think that's what we're talking about. You know, the, the person who applies a second time says, "Oh, I don't know if you you saw my first application. I just thought I'd check is is the role still open or something like that." And that's that then registers in the hiring person's uh, brain and just has a you know raises another little flag perhaps. Okay, um, we're just about out of time, but what I want, we've got a handful of questions we'll not get got to yet. So, lightning answers, okay. um, one sentence answers, if, if that's possible. Some of these are big questions. Um, what do you like to see on someone's CV when someone applies? Oh, succinctness. <laughs> Don't write a five-page CV. One page, plenty. Perfect. Um, and then a similar question, but once someone's in, in the role, how, 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 how does someone in QA stand out best to, 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 to make themselves be considered for promotions? Um, yeah, that's very difficult to answer in one sentence. Um, uh, I, I suppose the, the, the quality of their, their reporting, the, um, uh, it, it, if, not not being not finding a bug isn't necessarily a, a negative point. Spending two days looking for one bug, ah, that's forgivable if the report is flawless and perfect. That is our our conduit between QA and the and the development team is our reporting. If that is absolutely flawless every single time, you will stand out. Fair enough. Um, and then um, jumping back to the money side of things, um, what? What can people expect? This isn't particularly about proper QA. That wouldn't be fair to ask you. But just generally, if someone's coming in entry level QA, what are what can they expect to earn? Um, if you're working for uh, a company, uh, a development company. So if you're working for a games company uh, with their internal QA, um, the the salary or the wages will be ever so slightly elevated. Um, you perhaps expect um, around uh, eight eight fifty nine pounds an hour for an entry level QA role. Um, if you go and work for one of the bigger agencies, um, you will uh, all, almost always be on a zero-hour contract uh, at around minimum wage. Um, uh, we don't. We, we pay a bit more than the living wage. Um, but that's the expectation. Also, in, in uh, QA for a, for a publisher or a developer, um, you will normally uh, be at entry level again. You'll, you'll be on a fixed-term contract um, or maybe even a zero-hour. Um, but once you... But, once you uh, rise through the tiers of QA, if you're a, a senior or a team lead, um, then you might expect a, a permanent contract with, with a, an appropriate salary attached. 
Great stuff. Okay, so we've not got through every every question, but we've kind of covered the basis of most of the ones that have, have, have come in. Um, and I guess well, one final one from me, in terms of someone's first day in a, in a QA job, um, what, what, would the, what does that first day entail? And how, how, how long is it, you know, when you see someone come in thinking, wow, this is the best job in the world, I'm playing games. How, how long until the, the light bulb goes on and they're like, oh, it's not, it, it's not quite just playing all my favorite yeah. games whoever I want. It, I mean, it's, it's dependent on, on what project you're assigned to, um, whether that light bulb is extinguished with a sledgehammer in the first 10 seconds or is burning brightly for the next six months. Uh, but but yeah, it it's um, uh, there are there are. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's a it's a one day thing. I, I think it um, sometimes it can it can take six months before you're jaded um, <laughs> by the by the slog of, of being on projects that perhaps you wouldn't have chosen. You know, they're not your favorite game genre, for instance. Um, but yeah, the the first day for for all testers, I think, is a fabulous, exciting, terrifying thing. Where you go and you go, I can't believe I'm doing this, um, this this wonderful thing, and part of this incredible industry. Um, yeah, I think it takes a while for that for that to wear off. If it if it does indeed wear off, uh, it never oh, yeah. has for me. Yeah, no, I know, I know plenty of people it doesn't have. Sorry, that was a cynical question, but uh, and, and <laughs> the, the, the same is true of any, you know, any profession, any any industry. It's it's not all it's cracked up to be. Um, my job, I keep telling people my, my job is essentially emails meetings and spreadsheets but just somehow because it's all towards making something i'm passionate about those emails meetings and spreadsheets are so much more bearable than if we were making a database or a financial system or something yeah truly truly i i feel exactly the same um part part of my role now is to uh, now we're all working from home and no longer work in the office part of my role is now motorcycle courier taking various devices and bits of equipment between all the testers' houses, which is great. It gets me out of the house. Fantastic fun. The motorcycle courier. Now, that sounds like my dream job, I'm sure. That... <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Nick, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. It's been That's a been, pleasure. It's been, been a pleasure. I, I, see, uh, you know, I see various, various comments uh, coming up, people saying it's helped them a lot. Um, it's, it's, um, it's answered their questions. Um, Thank you for the incredible insight. Um, yeah. Thanks for, for answering so many of the questions. So much appreciated on behalf of everyone. Thank you very much, Nick. Um, just while I remember, um, your company, PropQA, is mm -hmm. PropQA.com. Um, are, are you looking for anyone at the moment? Um, we've, uh, we've just taken on four new staff in the last two weeks. Um, uh, applications always welcome. Um, we never know because of the nature of our, our particular type of the, the industry. We never know when we're going to get more work coming in. So yeah, apply. Um, I always hold on to every CV that we get. So yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Great. Okay. Uh, so on that note, that brings us to the end of the, the live stream for, for today. We are back next week. It's next. It's Thursday next week. So it's Thursday the twenty fifth of March. We've got narrative designer Graham Goring. So join us. Again, on the Games Jobs Live YouTube channel, uh, 4pm next Thursday, to hear from Graham, find out how he got into the industry, um, which if Nick thinks he was lucky, I think Graham is um, <laughs> 100 times more so in his, in his own <laughs> words. So we'll hear more about that next week. 
Uh, and meantime, if you want to find out more about other Games Jobs Live um, events, reports, maps, etc., get onto the website, which is www.gamesjobs.live. So, Nick, thank you very much again, and um, we'll hopefully see you in person before too long. Absolutely. Cheers, Colin. Thank you. Right. Cheers. Bye.